Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo Number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Hello, and just remember, sometimes you can't see the forest day two Wong for the turn five combo. Squee McGee getting you caught up in the meta traffic with the weather light report. Bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of the team, CMD Tower himself. <laughs> Well, it looks like he went a little too hard at the Innistrad happy hour last night, so he is asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for turning in to your number 12 source of Magic the Gathering news. We are excited to one day be nominated for an Emmy Cruel, one could hope. (laughs) We're going to start off the top of the cast with the latest in Carnage that ensued with games on Sunday with Live in the Dash. Squee McGee, what games did you have happen on Sunday? Well, I have one that I wanted to talk about. It's with our buddy Will. Shout out to Will. I was also playing with Dan. So Will was running his Marisi deck. I was oh, is that the goad one? Yep. That is, is the goad one. Is it as and, bad as we thought? Uh, it wasn't great. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I actually lost in a really hilarious fashion that I've done to people so many times that I could only laugh and shake his hand. So the game had been going on for quite a while between Will, Dan, and I. And Was that the game that Dan was using my Populate deck, or was that his the other game? I believe it was the one where he was okay. using your Populate. And at the end of the game, Will swings out, kills Dan, he's tapped out, I'm feeling good, I got a Triumph of the Hordes in hand, Oof! drop the Triumph of the Hordes, as soon as I drop it I knew I had lost because Will looks at me and goes, is that it? (laughs) (laughs) Drops a fucking fog on me! Yeah! Wow! (laughs) Which I love that card, I run it in every green deck that I have, I love baiting people into attacking, tapping out and just... And, anyways, he came back and he wrecked me, but I couldn't feel too bad because I got dealt the what? hand that I would like to deal to someone. I have else. a lot of respect for Will because he builds, like me, around the color pie, oh. so game, respect, game. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Hashtag game, respect, yeah. game. It was also sweet revenge because I do still feel bad. The first time I ever met Will, I came over to oh, Mr. Yeah. Combo's house and headshotted him in turn five. Yeah, and I think that's he immediately scooped and left. Oh, I, re- I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. so uh, apologies on that <laughs> Give one. us so and take us away. That was a bit of a harsh come out. Well, Big Tuck, what games uh, did you have that were memorable? Like I said, we've been playing a lot at work on the company Dimes always, and we got enough people together to play a little half chub action. Yeah! And it went awesome. And I think it actually works really well because we only have an hour, so those games generally go a little faster. I was playing me... Ross from Marketing, who was playing his Merfolk deck, who was a two-drop commander. And then we were playing another guy who was running my mono-white deck. And I thought I was done for. Okay. At the beginning of the game, they were just casting creatures. And all I was doing was drawing cards and discarding cards, like in the Madness deck. But luckily, it wasn't the big enough threat. So I kind of stuck it out. And then I stuck the curse on Ross, where it deals two damage to him every okay. turn. And I board-wiped, and he literally couldn't come back from it. Wow. It was amazing. I got the perfect amount of cards from it. So Ross is really into half this chub? half this he half, half chub. And he he had a proposition for us. Okay. He awesome. has a new name for it. Thank God. So he wants to call it, and I think this actually works. When I first heard it, it's an emotional journey. So just hang tight, okay? Okay. He wants to call it clutch runt. Clutch runt. Clutch runt. Run. So hear me out. Is what this is exactly what he sent me. So dragons, even elder dragons, are hatched from eggs. Okay. A group of eggs is called a clutch. Okay. And a half-sized or smaller Elder Dragon would be the runt of the clutch. But if you happen to pull through a win with only half of your deck, that would be a clutch runt deck. 
That actually makes sense. That I think it kind of works. I, oh, wow. I thought you guys were going to hate it. <laughs> Clutch Run is also just dirty enough to make it sound like it's yeah. something that you should yeah. The same. only thing I don't like about Clutch Run is that you have to explain it on why it's called Clutch Run. But. Because you have to explain the whole dragons are a clutch and the But half if we, is if we just start calling it, it's going to be one of those things that I like to do where I say I have all these bizarro sayings like rigmarole and people don't <laughs> even think about it, but you say it over and over and over again. And then you hear them start using these sayings. It's it what, I think, I'm just saying, I think if we just start going with Clutch Run, see how it feels, you know, feel it out. Right. Do it. We'll do the Helen let's, Keller let's method. Let's take it to the group, see what the group feels. You're just feeling it out. So, guys. You should hashtag MTG Action 4 News on Twitter, social media, whatever you do. Do you like Clutch Runt? Would this work? We can also put up a poll. I think we should post a poll. Yeah, yeah let's do yeah. a poll. We'll, we'll do a poll Take on the main to the account. Interwebs. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll have that go live tonight. And then that way, you guys can let us know if you like Clutch Runt or not. We're a podcast so I, I, for the it's people. Been on, it's been growing on us. Okay. So okay. It's the only thing we've heard from anyone, and I think it's a winner so far. All right, guys. That's everything we have with 40 Life in a Dash. Now we're going to cover what's going on in your local multiverse with What's the Plane Chase? So today we want to discuss the special edition cards and sets and Watsy's new approach to it. It's been a lot of buzz yep, with Throne of Eldraine, a, lot, a <laughs> lot of change. And so we kind of want to go through what the progression has been right. and what our thoughts are on it, which, as you can imagine, are kind of negative like everyone else's. <laughs> so, we're just going with the trend. Just, we're yeah, on trend. Yeah, we're just piling on. So the way this started was with Battle for Zendikar. I don't even know how many years ago that was. But they would basically do a special set of cards that they would call masterpieces. So they started in Battle of Zendikar with lands. Yep. Expedition they, only, lands. they had expedition lands that were not standard legal cards that ran from the gamut of magic history. Correct. So there was anything from fetches to the new lands that were printed in Battle of Zendikar to Ancient Tomb. Mm -hmm. All yep. sorts of utility lands were in there. The way they started it is Zendikar was called Expeditions, Kaldesh was called Inventions, and Amonkhet was called Invocations. Which were also garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. So the way that basically, like, like Big Tech just explained, it was a card that was special edition art you know and it was a very small percentage yeah like it was like under one percent or it was it was like it was like if you opened because normally you open three to four mythics in a box uh -huh. mm -hmm. and i think this one was you open one of these in like every three to four boxes something like that yeah it yeah. was extremely rare so one percent give or take yeah one percent chance fair. that you would get it in a booster pack but the booster packs were normal price yeah, booster three, packs. Three, bucks, three yeah. to four dollars, depending on where you bought it. So they did that with Battle for Zendikar. Very successful. I mean, Misty yeah. Rainforests were, and I think Squee McGee actually opened one. I bought two packs of Zendikar. Only two. <laughs> and the second pack I opened was the Expedition Misty Rainforest. I didn't even really know what was going on at the time. I had just gotten back <laughs> yeah, into Magic like, that oh, year. I, guess this is probably I opened it, I was like, oh, it looks kind of special. And I showed it to our buddy Colby, and he looked at it, and he was like, oh, that's a pretty fancy land. And, and then I looked, it up, <laughs> I looked it up, and it was going for a $192 on eBay and about shit my pants. Yeah. So how much did you sell it for? I sold it for 185 I believe. And it now goes for 237 market price. So can you look up Stomping Ground? Because I got a bundle, which is just 10 packs, and Zendikar was one of the sets that had the full art lands. Yep. So the bundle had... Oh, all the full art. All the full art. So I was like, okay, I can at least get the lands out of it. Then I opened a Stomping Ground. Nice. Expedition. Mm -hmm. How much did you sell that for? I sold it for $75. Nice. Still going for 74 Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. But still, I wish I would have kept it, because like it's just a, a, a Stomping Ground's 
cool. Yeah. I was just the like, art's super cool. Yeah, and, it's all, yeah. and I was like, I thought this was going to be a flash in the pan thing that no one would care about, and it, it was stupid to do so. And so Zendikar guys, they did all lands. The next set was Kaladesh, and that was Inventions, and it was all artifacts. artifacts. And then the one after that, which killed this type of special card oh in God. the packs, was Amonkhet. And that was the Egyptian set. So they try to do Egyptian writing on it, and it just didn't work. They're, it's very like, hard to read. And, well, evidently, and there's no theme. <laughs> they are impossible to read. But they were still worth value. There was still this masterpiece idea, and mm-hmm. you could still open them in boosters. Yes. So Ahmed Ket was the last time yep. that they did that. Due to the feedback I believe the community gave, they transitioned to doing Mythic Edition boxes. So Mythic Edition boxes, guys, were limited supply. You were guaranteed to get, I believe, eight is what they did, yep. kind of special edition cards like you could open in the packs, but you're guaranteed to get these eight. And they've example, only been Planeswalkers so far, right? Yes. In the Mythic Editions. Yes, yes. they've really? only been okay. Planeswalkers. And you could get like a Jace the Mind Sculptor if you did one or an Ugin. Mm-hmm. They were actually good cards. And I also, another thing that you got with it is 24 booster packs because basically you got a booster box and it's just the eight were in their own special packs. Correct. So you still got 36, whatever Some, the number. Yeah, whatever yeah, the You still basically yeah. got the same number of booster booster packs, plus or minus five, but you're guaranteed to get these. Issue here is they first launched it on the Hasbro store, immediately crashed. Yeah. Oh my God, uh, it, it was absolutely terrible. And I want to say- Didn't you get screwed was, off that? We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> so, and I want to say that was Guilds of Ravnica that that happened the on. The first one. First right? one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get that one because this is something that I actually would go and try to do. Next one they came out with was Ravnica Allegiance's Mythic Edition. And that they transitioned to the eBay, eBay store. store. Also had issues <laughs> and crashed, but I was able to get my order through. Then the last one they did this spring was War of the Spark. And I'm sure if you're familiar at all with what's going on in the world of magic, you've heard the outcries and the issues with War of the Spark because eBay would have the orders go through. And this is what happened to me. My order Order went through, it said successful, and then it just disappeared off eBay did store. It, did it also charge your bank account? Nope. Okay. It, it, the, the charge was there as a pending, and then mm-hmm. it just disappeared. disappeared. And so what happened is eBay overcommitted or something yeah, to that yeah. effect, sold way too many, so they just canceled everyone's orders, didn't tell anyone, and they just had to go redo it. Nice. And then so what ended up happening is that anyone that had their order canceled, really canceled, and what I mean by that is not just have your order disappear like me, your order would have had to be in the system still and then just canceled by eBay. They sent you a foil sheet for more of the Spark, Rares and Mythics. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, and a bunch of them showed up damaged. Uh, I want to say some guys got toothbrushes. This War of the Spark has been printed so much because of all the issues. They're going for like $125 to $175. Yeah. Normal foil mythic rare sheets go for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Right, it's like a constellation prize. Yeah. yeah, and then so that basically, Wizard said, okay, we got to pivot again. And now with Throne of Eldraine, they came out with these collector's boosters <laughs> and an Eldraine Deluxe Collection Box. And basically, guys, what that is... is horrible. It is not great. So what they decided to do is now they have full art for a ton of product, which actually yeah. I like. That's, yeah, that's yeah. great. Oh, that's cool. I like the full art cards. But issue here is that they did it for commons, uncommons, right. rares, mythics. Just because you got a full art doesn't mean it's a foil, like right. you were guaranteed in all the other sets. Right. And so you either pay $30 a booster pack, that's roughly what it's going for right now, to get a collector's Jesus. booster. Yeah. And you, and I've seen a lot of people, they're getting... $5 worth of stuff out of it. Really? Oh. Even out of those boosters? Yeah. Okay. No. Then no one's getting their yeah. money's worth like you did on the others. Then this deluxe edition right now is going for $700. <laughs> 
Out of control. And you get 16 of the collector boosters, which is... Are still random. Yeah, still random. One set-themed binder. You do get one foil Garuk Curse Huntsman Borderless Planeswalker card, so that is one guaranteed thing. You get an art print of that Garuk. One non-foil version of the Buy Box promo, Kenrith the Return King. And then you get a 3x3 three three card strip from a foil sheet of Throne of Eldraine. Not a rare Mythic <laughs> three by, sheet. A 3x3. Three three. And also, normal ones are what? 5x5? Five five or they're no, way they're bigger, way aren't they? Bigger. Yeah, yeah, like 9x9 nine nine maybe or something? No, because, I mean, a 3x3, three three, I think, is like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, Those ones are humongous, yeah, humongous. right? Yeah. And so, then, they also decided to put in some MTG Arena codes. So, you get digital Garouk sleeves, uh, a copy of, uh, yeah, you know, sleeves five, for six MTG cards. Arena. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And, and so, that is what they've gone to now. So, this is what we want to talk about. This progression and what our thoughts are on it. Squeamy what are your thoughts on what they've done with this? Do you like the special edition cards? Do you wish they'd go back to a different model? Because what I'm basically seeing is with Throne of Eldraine, you have the randomness that mm-hmm. you got with Battle for Zendikar, Amonkhet, and Kaladesh, mm-hmm. yet you're paying the price gouging that the Mythic Edition boxes had, but it's still random, so it's just like, what? And you don't even get the randomness completely <coughs> because the normal packs don't have the option to get those cards out of them. That doesn't make sense to me. Yep. It sounds like a big cash grab. They wanted to still get people to buy normal packs in yep. the store and then have the people that are willing to dole out $700 for this ridiculous I just don't know. I, I don't like, understand it. I just don't know who this is for, right? Like, obviously, there's some collectors... Like Mr. Combo number five, yep. that likes these products, right? And I think that the progression to the Mythic Edition, if it's actually done right, where you can actually buy them and mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. this bullshit, horrible system, makes some semblance of sense sure. where it's like, I know that if I queue up and buy and spend $250 or $300 or whatever, I know I'm going to get these Planeswalkers yep. and guaranteed it every yep. single time, plus whatever incidental value you get from the booster box, right? So sure. that's fine. I also think the idea of being able to just be like, ah, I got $10 to burn. I'm just going to go buy a couple packs. And then you're like, holy shit, I opened up this super rare card. Yep. Right. That to me was like one of the reasons why I bought the 10 sets, right? Yeah. For each one of them. Because it's like, I didn't have anyone to do draft with. I didn't want to just open packs and be like, all sure. right, yeah, here we are. Because that's a lonely experience. It's when you're doing so lonely. Oh, it's, hor- <laughs> it's horrible. I was more okay-ish with the idea of the collector's booster when you can get them for $20, which it sounds mm-hmm. like you can't even do anymore. Well, and imagine and, what they'll be in a year or two. Right, yeah. And it's control. like this idea of this nonsense $700 thing where you get a, one of the things that give you is you a fucking binder. Yeah. Which I, I mean, most people have like three or four that's yeah. just lying around. It's yeah. like, it's not necessary. How is, yeah. And it's like, and this is selling, right? It's just like a, people, it's just a, but wait, there's more type of thing. Right, yeah. And it's frustrating to me to know that the way you could get these cards earlier makes some semblance of sense. The vehicle of doing them for the Mythic Editions wasn't good, right? Yeah. But that's something that you can fix. Exactly. We live in the year 2019. Your website should yeah, not be you should, crashing. You should not be yeah, crashing yeah, yeah, yeah. on order. Because let's be honest, eBay, like, you're not Apple. You're not having millions and millions right. of people going here. You well, probably have a few thousand. thousand. Or it was like eBay's back- doing millions of transactions a day. Yeah, how is eBay crash? And even, I remember back in the day in like 2005 when the Rolling Stones went on Ticketmaster and yeah. I was just sitting there hitting refresh for my dad because <laughs> he didn't know how the computers worked at the time, right? But like, that's not even an issue anymore. No, no. Like, they've even solved that problem. This is like an insult. Yes. It really is. What are you going to do with a three by three foil sheet? 
besides put it in a fucking drawer somewhere yeah. or like hang it up. Mr. Combo number five has a really cool Modern Horizons yep. art print thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got 90% of those from the box you had, yep. right? I, I think I only had to acquire one card and the guy that actually made the frame for me, I was like, hey, do you have this? He's like, yeah, I'll just throw it in for right. you. And so I was like, like sweet. So much is that, 100 bucks to do that yeah, thing? Which is beautiful and looks cool, right? Yeah. You, can't do, you can't do that with a three by three fucking sheet, <laughs> foil or not. What do you mean? No, you'll, you'll put no, it no. like one of those yeah. Uh, yeah. side table it's just, it's just, it's just a bookmark for your fucking <laughs> copy of Ulysses. So I have some numbers for you guys that I think will shock you. And I think that just throws the salt onto the injury. Granted, Watsy has no MSRP. And honestly, after a product has rotated, they quit printing it. They don't control right, the price yeah, it's all secondary market. So this yeah. is secondary market pricing. But still, I think it's indicative of how big of an insult, like you said. I, I like that phrase. So a bottle for Zendikar box. How much do you guys think you can get that for? Hundred? Hundred and forty five. That's that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty not good. bad. I was and, thinking two hundred ish. And when we talk about the cards that you can get masterpiece wise, now granted, it's a one and probably four box sure. chance, but the cheapest one is twenty dollars, smoldering marsh. The Grail, Scalding Tarn, three thirty nine. Wow. <laughs> And Battle for Zendikar has good cards in it too. Yep. Yeah, that are, for sure. that are good for a commander and that sort of stuff. Kaladesh. How much do you think that box goes for? Ninety-five? 167. Jeez, really? Wow. The bottom, Black Vice for 22 bucks. Mm. The peak, Mana Crypt 466. Jeez. 466. Yep. Uh, Amonkhet, how much do you think you get a box of that for? 155. 91. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? <laughs> $91. Threads <laughs> of Disloyalty is the bottom at $13. The peak, though, is a Force of Will at 210. Oof. So Omniket's fun to direct. Like, I would buy a box of Omniket for 91. So that's how that is. So you can see that, yes, it's a one in four box chance, but the range is, you know, yeah, you'll get something for at least $20 in value. Right. Or right. the peak Minimum, is yeah. three, four hundred dollars. And a lot of the other ones in the middle are still 150 yeah, if I, like, that type of thing. If I spent $91, opened a box of Omniket, and got a damnation to go with it. You're making me want to go buy a box of Zendikar yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> So then we transition over to the Mythic Edition boxes. And I believe Guilt of Ravnica was the first one. Yes, it was. So Guilt of Ravnica Mythic Edition box, you can buy right now $729. Which is a lot. Wow. It's a ton of money. But the guaranteed cards you get, the cheapest one is a Rowl for 23 bucks. You got a Duretti for 26, right. mm -hmm. Vraska for 41. But then the top two, Teferi, Hero of Dominaria, 170. Liliana Last Hope, 124. Wow, Just yeah. out of the guaranteed cards you get, that is 100, 224, 324, 4. It's something like $500. Right. Guaranteed Planeswalkers. Plus, you get a booster box. Right. So, that's Guilds of Ravnica. We go over to Ravnica Allegiance, get that Mythic Edition box, actually, for 332 Which is insanely low. Yep. Yeah. But the cards are worth, you know, they get a Domri for 16 bucks, a Jaya right. for 18 and then the peak is a Tameo Musage for 65 Dak Fade in 61 Karn Sign of Urza for 59 But once again, we're at like 120 180 plus whatever. 230 uh, You're at something like $300 mm -hmm. in Planeswalkers, plus the booster box. Right, right. and, right, and right. again, like in both those sets, there's Shocklands that come in there. Yep. There's yep. good cards that come in yeah, there, right? So stuff. if you get like three Shocklands, that's another 30 bucks. And then we end it with War of the Spark, the last one they did. You could get a Mythic Edition box of this for 666. Mm, I actually, I got a great deal. I got a guy to sell me all the Planeswalkers out of it for 300. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Good deal. Considering the bottom of the barrel is Sarkin for 18 bucks. And you got Gideon at 24 and Harry at 25. The peak 
Jason Mindsculper, 263. Yeah. Ugin 136. So yes, 666 for this box, but in two cards, you're over $400 right, right yeah, there. You're actually getting the value out of it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Now we get to Throne of Eldraine. Now we're on this extended <laughs> oh art nonsense. Here the we go. Yeah, here, and here we go. The bottom of the barrel, a nickel. Wow. The peak, 40 bucks. For what? Uh, it's Oko? a tie between Great Hinge, Rankle, Oko, and Emery. Mm-hmm. $40. $40 is your ceiling. Now, granted, these are the non-foil prices. I right. think like foil, Oco, full art goes for like $240. But once again, it's random it's on your standard art. Yeah. And your foil is just even smaller percentage chance right, than that. Yeah. Right. I bet you for you to get a foil Oco borderless out of one of these collector edition packs, the percentage rate has to be even smaller than the masterpieces, the invocations, all yeah, that stuff. Totally. So I think the Mythic Edition boxes were perfect. Right. No random. Now, granted, if you if you want to pay for them, you can. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you and want to. And it's not something that you have to. Forget, yeah. And it's not something. Now, granted, from a business mindset, I get that the old style where it was just in random packs is the better thing. Because then more right. people are going to probably go into right, LGSs yeah. and do drafts and, sure. and things like that. Play limited more. And then, oh, cool. I got this Force of Will. Or you're not even going to be upset if you got the Stomping Ground. It's right. Like, yeah. Oh, or, right. or anything. Right? Yeah. You open yeah. one of these things and they're you're so just rare to see out in the wild. I mean, heck, I pulled two. Invocation, I think it's Desolation Angel, the one where you could pay the kicker, destroy yeah, all land. Right, yeah. uh -huh. I ended up getting two of those. They were only worth like $35, but I was still excited. Still, I got yeah, it. Like, great oh, time, dude. Cool. Yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. it's the fact that you're random on your borderless extended art stuff. You, then you're even more random on your foil. And this stuff is not even worth anything close right. to what these other cards are. Because they're all from the same set. The good news with the other ones is like a lot of times, even in the Omnicat evocations, even though they were ugly, there were still cards that were hard to find, right? Yes. Like there were still the Damnations and Force of Wills and that sort of stuff yep. that were still good yep. cards to have. Now you're only pulling from the pool of what's good in standard. Yeah. And again, it's like out of every five standard cards, one of them is going to be playable for eternal format. Sure. Right. You know, you open a foil borderless gilded goose. It was like, oh, all right. This is cool for yeah, a couple yeah. years. Yeah, and it's going to be awesome. Dead. And then that's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a two-part question. So do you think this is driven by Hasbro? Because that's what it feels like to me. And I think it also may backfire on them. Because I could foresee their normal pack sales going way down. Because for somebody like me that gets excited to go into a yeah. store and buy a pack and right. have a shot at getting any card, uh, that's worth it. But if I know that I'm not, then I'm not going to be going in and buying basic packs. I'm just going to pick out well, the this, cards so, I want. But so this, I'm going to say from a Hasbro perspective, I think this is a Watsy decision. Because this way, their mindset was, we'll take zero blame. Right. The Mythic Edition fiasco that we just got roasted for will no longer happen. Right. This stuff was only for sale with your LGSs. So if they sell out, get yeah, mad at them. Not, yeah, it's not, not my problem. problem. So I think that's them kind of deflecting blame away. And then I think it's actually working for them because people are going. Uh, yeah, people are buying it. Yeah. They're selling out everywhere. It blows my mind. And what what I think the professor had made a comment yeah. that this is just them testing what they can get away with. Right. Eventually, yeah. he thinks by the end of next year, we will have thousand dollar boxes. Things, yeah. Because if people are buying it, why wouldn't if they you, do if it? You're still going to sell out, right? If you're still going to be able to find these things, you build this thing, this product where you're like, well, it's probably not that good. So let's see if it sells. Yeah. That's sells out over and over and over again it's like okay that's kind of like the brawl decks right yeah. yeah that's true them not having msrp and putting it on the lgs's means that they can no longer in theory be the bad guy even though we all know that they are the bad guy well and it's also bullshit with like and to your point with the brawl decks is like you just went to walmart and bought a bunch of them yep. right for 20 dollars, 20 bucks mm -hmm. so it's like no lgs is going to be selling them for that no, no guarantee no. right 
nope, literally all I see on Twitter is like, oh, I'm so excited. I went to my LGS and, and I found a Brawl deck. They had a limit one and I paid $40 for right. it. I mean, I get it. Everyone wants to support their LGSs. But if you're if you doubling go, the yeah, price, if like, you can go to Walmart or Target or and it wherever, makes me pick them up. furious right. how people are coming to the defense of LGS is saying like, well, they're on razor thin margins, blah, blah, blah. No, they're not. The way business works, and I can say this because I, I work for a massive tech conglomerate, so I understand how margins and costs to partners and resellers work. The way that it works is that usually they buy the product in bulk from Watsi for a certain percentage below whatever MSRP would have been. Right, absolutely. So MSRP, as we can see by Target and Walmart for these Brawl decks, for example, $20.98, which that's exact. I think that's what the Planeswalker decks maybe go for. Yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah right. it's like the, you know, those, intro decks. Yeah, yeah those yeah. intro decks. So $20.98, people don't buy that stuff for that price. Right. I, that's not the way that businesses work. Those comic book stores and LGSs and Walmart and Targets, they're buying it for probably $15. Yeah, absolutely. $14. Right. Otherwise, and they would sell it. Yeah, then they mark it up. So you coming to the defense of an LGS saying like, well, they're on razor thin margins. This is how they kind of make a profit. You're wrong. They're already making, it's just the issue with them is that they're not selling hundred thousand dollar cars or, you know, $5,000 big screen TVs. They're selling $20 here, $30 yeah, right, here. Right. So yes, they're actually healthy margins. They're just not making a lot of dollars because yeah, it's just not it's expensive a small volume, product. But they're right. still like, even with these ones where they're like super limited releases, that's where the LGSs are getting screwed, right? Because I remember the LGS when I was in Fort Collins, when the last commander set came out, the tribal one, mm -hmm. everyone wanted and they sold out, right? I talked to him before and I was like, hey, do I need to pre-order? And like, no. Yeah. Like, we're, we got so much coming in. We know this is going to be popular. Mm -hmm. And then literally, I was like, okay, I'll still pre-order all four of them. And then sure. a week later, because I didn't have the money at the time because I was in college, they were like, hey, I'm sorry, no offense. We sold your pre-order and now all we have is Japanese. It's funny because Watsi's always like, support your LGS. Like, yep. It's the place to go to. But they keep making it harder and harder for them to not just be like, well, I don't really care about product. I'm going to invest in secondary market stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to buy all these old reserved cards yep. and then sell them for a higher markup. Yeah, At the there, same time, a... you also don't see Watsi backing out of selling cards to Walmart and Target. Right, they yeah, exactly. They do that every yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. They're telling you to support the LGS, but at the same rate. They're selling millions of these things. And, you, and you can see it. Like, and there's times where I went and saw someone I talked to when I was living in Colorado went and bought the vampire deck. He was just in Walmart in some random town and went there. And this is when the vampire deck was $200 mm -hmm. and Walmart just had it for 40 bucks. I always, yeah. I always yeah, look through always, their shelves because yeah. you never know what they had in their back warehouse. Yeah. They just forgot to put yeah, out. Or like, oh, yeah, put well, out and you know, they're not selling a ton of them and the yeah. people there don't really care it's, about magic. It's, so not but like, it's it. just Watsi and local and LGSs keep saying, oh, there's this big problem. And, and the community is outraged, you know, like, yeah. well, how could you do this to us? But Keep selling out. Yeah, we're gonna keep selling and, out. And, and, and until we stop buying that type of product, I get right. it. Your LGS is gonna suffer, but that's the only way you're gonna communicate to Watsi and Hasbro that this is not what we want. Well, guys, that's everything we have for what's the plane chase. The last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherlight. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper Four. I'm Squee McGee. Today we're going back in time on a trip to 1996. Whoa. The era of Michael Jordan, Jerry Maguire, and Bill Clinton. Uh -huh. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. <laughs> so I'd like to introduce Asmira, Holy Avenger. While I must admit I'm a sucker for Selesnia, I can't pretend to compete with Monica Lewinsky in that regard. Hey and thus I've decided to take the holy road and go with some green-white action shenanigans. For those playing the home game, Asmira is a 2-3 flying legend that costs two colorless, a green, and a white. It reads flying. At the end of each turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on Asmira Holy Avenger for each creature put into your graveyard from play that turn. So, I do have to dig deep for this one. 
It is a bit of a jank deck, but it does have a lot of potential. There's a lot more graveyard shenanigans than I thought in green and white. Are you looking at this as like a Voltroni, where every turn you can bin something? No, I'm doing this as a token deck. Oh, all right, okay. So we're gonna use green white strength on tokens. Tokens do die and hit the graveyard, yes, so you do correct. still get the effect of that. The plan around mm. this deck is to build a bunch of tokens up, get them into the graveyard or kill them somehow, whether it be attacking, <laughs> blocking, sacrificing, whatever you need to do. There's plenty of artifacts out there that let you sacrifice things as well. So you can do that and headshot them with this mirror and kill people with command damage, which is one of my favorite things to do in the whole game. And also for those collectors out there, this is part of the reserved list. So they will never print this card ever again. It's from Mirage, my favorite symbol, actually. It's a palm tree. You like that one? Yeah, Ugh, absolutely. 69 cents. <laughs> you know how I do the budget. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what do you got What do you got for us here, Swain? Yeah, well, what cards uh, is it going to make I'm, this I'm excited hit? to see how deep you had to go. <laughs> for this one. <laughs> All right, so the first card I wanted to talk about is the Awakening Zone. It's an enchantment oh, for two baby. colorless and a green. Yep. It reads, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a 0-1 colorless Eldrazi spawn creature token onto the battlefield. It has sacrifice this creature, add one colorless mana to your mana pool. Well, that is fucking awesome. That's a absolute home run in this deck. Yeah, yes. absolutely. You get the mana, you can bring out as many tokens as you can create and immediately have a sack outlet. You don't need to have anything else on the board to make this work. I think that's yeah, perfect. It's perfect. And the best part is, which is frustrating to me because it's so stupid, is that they reprinted this card and it was right around the time when they switched to the diamond. Oh, yeah. So now this card has... Uh, sacrifice this creature, add diamond to your mana pool. It's so <laughs> stupid. I hate that. I hate that logo. It like makes this card look ugly. Literally nothing to add yeah. on that. It feeds into ramp, which you need. You sac you're sacrificing creatures, so therefore you are getting plus one plus ones on Asmira. Um, you're also getting mana out of it. Yeah, it's it's so good. Does she she does trigger the turn she comes out, right? Yeah, so, at the absolutely. end of each turn. Yeah, at the end of each so turn. So if you cast, she can't attack on the first turn, right. but she's still building up. So let's say that you play Awakening Zone turn Oh, you can two, absolutely you sacrifice the Eldrazi's to use it to cast, cast her, her. And get the benefit. Sure. Oh, nice. Sure. Nice pull, Squee. Very good. All right, what's the next one? So I went a little Mr. Combo on this one. Yay! Oh, oh boy. So this will require that you have a lot of tokens out on the board, but once you get a lot of tokens out on the board it's going to be real ugly so what we're trying to do is create a lot of one ones and zero ones whatever the case may be and we're going to play a card called skull clamp oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's good so skull clamp reads equipped creature gets plus one minus one whenever equipped creature dies draw two cards equip cost is one and it costs one colorless to put on the board so you can wipe out almost your entire board of tokens yep. in one turn Draw that many cards times two, and then as Mira swings and kills whoever you want to kill. Oof. That's, it's pretty dirty. The clamp. I don't know if I'd say broken, but it's close. No, this card is this card is absurdly broken. So it's also four dollars. Do you guys know the Do you guys know the story That's a behind this card? High on squeeze uh -huh. budget there at four dollars. It's a little it's a little pushing. It. So originally this card was supposed to be plus one plus one, and they play tested it and it's like that's too good. <laughs> So let's do plus one minus yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. No, make it better. Seriously, and like I'm, de I'm dead serious. Like that's they were like it's too good because then they're gonna swing in with it, right? Like it's it's gonna make this card too wow. strong. And then they printed it. I don't remember my magic history that closely, but I literally think it was like within weeks of it printing. We're like, no, this is banned. This is banned. <laughs> this is banned in modern. 
It's banded standard, and I'm looking at it right now. It is. It's not legal and standard, obviously. Banded modern, banded legacy. Really? <laughs> commander yes. for the win. Oh, so basically vintage and commander, and that's it. Yes, that's it. That's wow. That's literally all that you can play this in. And it's still four dollars. And that's I, so dirty. People from Wizards have come out and literally said that like this We're was sorry. this was a mistake. <laughs> kind of like how Hogak was a mistake. Yeah, correct. Right. <laughs> Where it's like we didn't know the implications of this. We didn't think through it. It's a slap in the face of uh, whoever designed this card because they just printed this in Commander. 2017 <laughs> like not that long ago that's funny what's the uh next one so the third card i have is called mitotic slime oh baby mitotic yeah, slime yeah, is yes. a four four creature for four colorless and a green it reads when mitotic slime dies put two 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 green ooze creature oh, tokens on oh, the battlefield yeah. they have when this creature dies put two one one green <laughs> ooze creature tokens onto the battlefield that's that's yeah. good what a damn engine why don't i have this in my restack i don't I, know as long as you have a way to sacrifice card. it uh it's just it's a slam dunk in this it's feeding into building tokens up quickly if you want to spend a little bit of money and put maybe a doubling season yeah you can make double all of that I, I see a lot of potential with this card to beef up Izmir as well. Izmir is already a pretty low-costed commander, yes, so yeah. if it dies, it's not going to be a huge deal to bring it back with the ramp that you can build. I think that's real solid, and if, if you're definitely going that token strategy, I mean, green and whites, that's what it's known for. Now, like a, a trust in Silencia's voice, you know, you populate it, and then you even right. have more of them. And now, here's a real question. Could you make Esmira slime time in Selesnia? Do you think we have that support? There's so much 1-1 one, one slimes out there. There's a lot of ways to generate them. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Just like, for the name it's, alone, it's, I'd like to try. That's a range. That's a rangey <laughs> way to do it. But if, if, you're, you're, looking, build, if, you're, if you're looking for a challenge, Slime Time Esmira. Slime Time Esmira. All right. So the last card I wanted to talk about is a card called Spawning Pit. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's an artifact for two colorless. It reads, sacrifice a creature, put a charge counter on spawning pit. Sure. Also, also a dumb card. <laughs> One colorless, remove two charge counters from two spawning dollars. pit. Put a 2-2 spawn artifact token into play. Oh, card Kingdom has it for 79 cents. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Damn. You know I'm not going to break the bank on here. <laughs> this card's great. I think this is one that the real big boy version of Command Zone called Star City Games uh, versus, whatever. which is what's for real adults. That's they are too long. They, no, that's why they're so great. <laughs> you get to know them. and they, you know, I don't they, care. You know, there's not this <laughs> fruitless hacks like you, Jimmy. I'm coming for you. But so this is a pet card of one of theirs, and I've seen this just completely go off. This is actually very interesting they bring this up because normally this is a staple in black sacrifice decks. Huh. So this one being in different colors yeah. definitely feeds into it. Plus, worst case scenario is that you can make the spawn, then sack it back to spawning pit as well. That's and fair. And keep building those counters. Imagine you it, have yeah. it out with Awakening Zone as well, where yeah. you're putting out zero one creatures that create one mm-hmm. colorless mana. You're just plowing through everything you no, can. No, no, I, I, think, I think that's fantastic. And I do see one card on EDH Rec that I would highly recommend for this deck. Oh, I'd love to I've hear it. I've never seen this card before. Ooh, it's Death's a fresh one. Presence. Death's presence. Five colorless green enchantment. Whenever a creature you control dies, put X plus one oh, plus yeah, one counters yeah. on target creature you control where X is the power of the creature that died. Ooh, so you're, you're, you're making yeah. her big off that, and then she gets additional at the end. Good God. I, <laughs> I don't know why I don't have this in my graveyard green decks. All right. Dig well, it, dude. Dig yeah, it. That's, that's all I had on this deck. The token strategy, I didn't find much online about it. Yeah. As Mira only has, I believe, under 100 decks built on EDH rec. I think it said out of the available decks, point... Zero two five percent. No way, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to build something that's creative, it's and reserveless. Yeah, it's and, and reserveless. You also have the ability to put in all, all sorts of green and white token staples to beef this up. Right. There's other cards like, say, Timberwatch Elf. 
If you run right. off tokens, you can dump plus X plus X on your commander each turn for the amount of tokens you have out. And I think and it's important to say at the beginning of each end step, yep. right? So yep. you can hold up your entire army until someone attacks you, and then on the person to your right's turn, sack everything, and then now you have this crazy Voltron giant commander. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It yeah. It's, it's a combo Voltron token deck. I think it and has Could you imagine how disgusting it would be if you went with that token strategy and you did that wide enchantment whenever a creature enters the battlefield, plus one, plus one counter on each Oh, Cathar's Crusade? Yeah, Cathar's yeah, oh, Crusade. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> throw a couple swords in there and have some fun. Yeah, then you're, I, I then you're off swords. to the races. Good call, I'd like to uh, I'd like to kick it back to the Action Four News Desk. Awesome. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower himself by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, and sharing. Without your support, we probably still would be here, but be extremely lonely. <laughs> you can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with your team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Combo Number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, and maybe in the future, Big Tuck can finally migrate from using LiveJournal. From your MTG Action 4 news team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.